DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Craig Bullerjack on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain's state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs. Or call 877-346-3333. Bowler, good morning. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Welcome to Cleveland. Uh, not Cleveland. Now I'm Minnesota. lost. Minnesota. I think it's two degrees here. I'm frozen, so I'm good. <laughs> uh, the Jazz are on the road playing the Timberwolves, and they are 7-3 and three on the road. Their home and road records are basically the same. When you add in all the travel and the jet lag, that shouldn't be happening. Does that say something about their play, the way they're playing on the road? Does it say something about just a couple of the brutal games they turned in at home and that's what happened? Well, there was a couple of brutal games at home. Uh, lost leads and last second you know, winning buckets by the opponent. Uh, I think Memphis still kind of Jaron Jackson Jr.'s three that uh, you just kind of sit there and went, wow, did that really happen? But you know, it's been kind of a turning point. I think you know you win four in a row, and you know it's it's an amazing thing to see early shots go in, pushing the ball. The turnover issue still has is a problem. It comes and goes, and it becomes an issue. You lose, you know, a 15 point lead against Cleveland. You got to come back with some heroics defensively uh, on Sunday afternoon. Under under uh, Sunday afternoon, but I'm I'm hoping. You know, as the season continues on, look, you're 20, what, three games in, game 24 tonight. You know, the turnover issue, live ball turnovers, I think, is uh, something the Jazz are still trying to work on. Passing uh, seems to be an issue. Uh, you know, the high lob and the Gobert sometimes it has got to be right on the mark or it just doesn't work out. But they still have got the incredible offense, uh, tops in the league. Um, and you know what? They're passing the ball. And, and making good decisions as they work it around looking for the best shot. But the power of the three has been really the key uh, to what the Jazz have been doing during the last, uh, last four wins. I look at sports as inter- entertainment as if I were going to a movie, and I have to say I think that uh, Cleveland game, for my money, oh. was the most entertaining game of the season. Uh, you know, obviously yeah, Cleveland was incredible. Boston, a lot of fun. Uh, was another beauty at home, just the big shots down the stretch. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, PK, um, you know, the Jazz haven't really been involved in a less, uh, except the last two games, you know, with kind of that excitement, a little playoff fever flavor to it. Either they've won big or, or, or gotten, you know, beat up and, and uh, you know, beaten at the end. Um, so those two games I thought were really kind of uh, more of, an, of the exciting level. And the fact they were able to close out I thought was a big step too. You know, the coaches have said they want to be ready for the playoffs by game 70. It's a long ways from now, but these are just the little steps that I think you have to take to, to, to make that preparation uh, to get to that level. Yeah, I can't say the Boston game because I had to cover the Ute game, so I didn't see it. <laughs> That's probably why I didn't put that in there. Well, I didn't get to see the Ute game, but I saw the highlights. Oh, That's well, it. But I, I, I saw heard the Ute game because <laughs> I was following the game on my uh, phone, but I didn't. I couldn't watch it because it was simultaneous. I thought Gobert's defense against Cleveland, which Cleveland is a nice young emerging team. I like what they've yeah. done, uh, but I thought his defense in the last couple minutes was just outstanding. It was incredible. He he basically from the defensive perspective, won that game for the Jazz. 
little help from Royce on the backside too, but uh, I'd say Gobert is just uh, it's. Yeah, I think you know the more and more you watch him and, and you really talk about his ability to defend PK the three point line, then the angles that he takes back as he runs back to the rim and the baseline. You know, very few players have that ability. I'm, I'm impressed with his lateral speed, you know, as he's kind of gotten more experience in this league. But I'm just looking back. He's had, he had five blocks and 20 rebounds, right? I mean, he leads the league in, in field goal percentage, rebounds, and blocked shots. Um, that's pretty impressive. You know, he liked to have more touches. I get it. Some nights it works. Some nights it doesn't. And when the three balls drop, and you know the inside game isn't as uh, makes maybe as much of an impact, but still his his impact is twofold. I mean, if he's at the rim, great, but if he's grabbing offense and defensive rebounds and blocking shots and winning games, that's that's what it's all about. So there's been a lot made about the Jazz' ability to go small, and I'm not convinced when we get to the playoffs it isn't just going to be how well can the Jazz play with the best five players on the court as opposed to a few minutes when they go small. But maybe that will end up being critical in some game. Hassan Whiteside wasn't there. What did you think of their ability to go small? I mean, it's a very small snapshot. I get it. But yeah. It's it what is, we it's have. A small, it's a small sample size, right? But you know what? I was glad to kind of see it, not on Hassan's fact that he had a you know, glute, that he couldn't get on the floor. But, you know, sometimes when injury happens, you get answers. And I think this is a great example of that against the Cavs. You know, Rudy Gay made, you know, 15 points and had eight rebounds and knocked down, you know, three threes. Uh, I thought it was intriguing to watch the Jazz play small and against a team that that's very long, by the way. The Cavaliers, to PK's point, you know, I'm pretty impressed with what they've been able to do in a short period of time. That's a good young team. And, you know, they get the veterans coming off the bench and Rubio and love, but uh, I was surprised maybe Pascal didn't get some minutes uh, against the Cavs, but, you know, hard to take gay off the floor. I think he's playing well. And again, I think Quinn's finding those rotations. Uh, and this was just an opportunity him for him to kind of experiment a little bit with small ball. And uh, the outcome was uh, was maybe better than expected, but uh, I think Gay's made. Um, honestly, I think he fits, and and he's a big guy. You know, he's six eight, about two fifty plus, and and it still seems to move well, screens well, can he's, he's calm and cool with a three point shot, doesn't get too shaken on the floor, and he seems to be a good fit. And uh, I'm kind of glad to see some of those minutes uh, get used uh, that way against the Cavs. So this has nothing to do with anything, but this is me in a nutshell, and I've been thinking about this. I think that the league needs to totally overhaul the way it does its salary cap and the implications therein. And what I mean by this is they need to set up a way that incentivizes teams that make these great draft picks or find these players. So you look at the Jazz and what, 10 or 12 teams, whatever it was, passed on Mitchell. And I think it was 26 that passed on Gobert because I think he wears right. 27. Yeah, he was 27. <laughs> I mean, I know that. That's etched in my mind. I never have to worry about where he was drafted. And then they find guys like uh, Ingles and O'Neal. And I think that if you do a great draw- job drafting or finding guys, that they all shouldn't go in the same pool and it all counts the same, meaning that you should not be penalized 
because 26 teams passed on Gobert. You didn't. So you should be able to have more leeway to sign him for the going rate, but it doesn't count as much against your cap. So it puts the emphasis on finding and developing talent. And the same thing is with Ingles and O'Neal. Obviously, everybody passed on them a million times over. Warriors and Clippers Warriors had Ingles uh, in their training camp. Clippers cut them right at the end. So he should be signed, but it doesn't count. If he signs for $15 million, that $15 million doesn't count as much as $15 million to the, the cap because you found a gem, and you should be rewarded. And, and so it, it's the same thing as the number one pick, big deal, Tim Duncan or whomever, Shaq. So those guys count the same towards the cap as somebody as Gobert. That's ridiculous. They need to create a system that if you find these guys, you don't get penalized against the cap as much. You see where I'm going with this? I think it's yeah. genius, Greg. You know, I'd say, but PK, that's what I expect from you on, on, a, <laughs> on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, pal. You know, Ryan Smith is your biggest fan right now because it would save him a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, in, in, in the sense of, of cap expense, et cetera. Uh, it's intriguing, right? Uh, that'd be quite uh, an interesting discussion to have with the Players Association and, and the NBA owners. You know, I, I, I'm, I, to go a step further, I mean, I still think the NFL has, has a beautiful system, you know, with, with just the fact of signing bonuses and you can move players if needed. Uh, the players still are uh, given their, their signing bonuses to keep. Here you have guaranteed contracts, and that can really pigeonhole a team for a long, long time. But I get what you're talking about. And the Jazz are really, I think, in the higher echelon, honestly, PK, to your point, of finding those those diamonds in the rough, right? They've had to over the years because of the market. Um, and that reward is intriguing. Would it happen? Tough. But I like the idea. Um, and, you know, the Jazz still have players in their G League, you know, that they, they have their eyes on. And they, and they develop players. Uh, you know, Gobert had a stint. Look what he's become from kind of a skinny, tall seven footer into a, a massive three time defensive player of the year. And, you know, you, you, you take Donovan, who may be just, you know, six one, but still an elite young star, superstar. And even finding Joe, come on, man, that changes the whole aspect of the Jazz. Uh, his personality has made such a big impact on who this team is in the locker room and on the floor. I mean, sometimes you can't get enough of just the way Joe looks at his opponent. So that's worth the, the price of admission when he knocks down a three and gives you the, the dead man stare, you know? I mean, that's that's worth it all. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, they, they have found some incredible players along the way. And now they're starting to add other pieces as well to get a Rudy Gay, a Hassan Whiteside in the mix. Um, it's pretty impressive what Dennis did and now what, uh, Justin Zanuck is continuing to do. So you mentioned Rudy Gay there, and again, I'm asking a question about a small sample size because he didn't play right at the start of the season. But he's nine games in now. You think he's given them as advertised what they expected, maybe a little more than what they expected? I, I don't think he's come in under the radar on expectations. No, I don't either. I mean, he's 11 points and five rebounds a game, and you know, he, he, he tantalized everybody with that first game, you know, three ball that everyone, hey, wow. But he's still shooting 48%. Um, you know, he started, what, Thanksgiving? He's into it not even a month yet. But to me, he seems 
you know, in in the moment, in the groove, he's in the rotation. I think he's comfortable. I mean, I'm looking at minutes played. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I didn't know if he'd go, you know, 14 George Niang minutes or maybe a bump of, you know, a minute or two more, but he's almost like, you know, 18, 19, 20 on a given night. And um, that's, that's a big contribution for a second unit guy. You know, Clarkson and Joe usually leads, you know, in the minute category, about 22, 24. And so, yeah, for Rudy Gay to get that type of production, I think that he's ahead of schedule, and that's a good thing. Well, Bowler, we appreciate it. We'll check in with you again. Safe travels on this trip. And remember, you are in Minnesota right now. Minnesota. Tonight we'll be in Philadelphia and then uh, you know, finish up in D.C. All I'm going to tell you is I forgot uh, the cold of the Midwest, but you know what? You know what I'm talking about, guys. Cold is one thing, but wet cold is another. Mm-hmm. True sure. story. Throw yeah. the wind in there, and you become an instant icicle, PK. <laughs> That's why in Minnesota they got those big buildings connected by those uh, walkways in the sky, so you don't even have to go outdoors. You go up to the floor. Big T and I walked whatever. him last night. Let me be honest, man. If he wasn't here because he played here, you know, if you take a wrong turn, you are lost in a maze. <laughs> and you ask. Hey, can anybody help me? No one's there to listen. You just have to work your way out. But, no, it's, it was good to be able to walk through. And we actually went down and had a little uh, bite to at one of his favorite restaurants. But uh, it was a cold night. He goes, you think I? You think this was fun for two years? No. <laughs> you know, not dissing on Minnesota, but, look, it is what it is. It is cold, no doubt. Thanks, Bowler. All right, guys, see you soon. Take care. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Andrew Reinhardt joins us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, a breakthrough treatment that does not involve a pill, injections, or surgery. If you're struggling with ED, this can help you out. Andrew, what can you tell us about it? Well, that's right. Most ED is damaged blood vessels and restricted blood flow, so kind of a circulation issue. We've thrown pills at the problem for 30 years. Uh, I am yet to meet a man, by the way, that enjoys the pill, trips to the pharmacy, and the headaches the next day. Uh, This is a major medical breakthrough. Wasatch Medical, we use the two most studied forms of wave therapy backed by 50 studies. Gentle pressure waves open up and regrow blood vessels. Not invasive, not painful. Uh, It's treating the root cause problem of ED for the first time. And that means the on-demand function, the better frequency and performance can come back into the bedroom. So the top causes of ED, you talk to a lot of guys, what do they tell you? What's the problem? Usually we see maybe diabetes, prostate issues, but I'll tell you that uh, we're seeing younger guys every day in the clinic who say, look, uh, I'm about 70% of what I used to be. I'd like to get back to 90 or 100 can you help me? Uh, maybe a little restricted blood flow. We do a lot of that. If you want to just top off your drink, so speak, uh, this treatment can help you respond very quickly. Um, we've treated men from age 20 to age 90. All right, and you got a special offer. As always, our listeners are looking for a discount. They're looking for a deal, and you've got one. We certainly do. If you are ready to regain your love life, and by the way, you'd be done with treatments before the holidays start, that could make a difference. Call us now. You'll meet with our medical doctor. Free exam, blood flow ultrasound. That's free. There's no obligation to this, by the way. You get the gift just for coming in that produces immediate results. You'll love that. 
And this is pretty cool today. Uh, blood work and testosterone, quite valuable. That is free today as well. Guys, you can get the offer right now at 801-901-8000. Call Wasatch Medical at 801-901-8000. Andrew and his folks are standing by 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you.